0: Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only, only you can, can steal. steal. Do, 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 do. My soul first this morning, to Lord. My soul thirst to be in your presence this beautiful morning. My soul thirst to give you glory once again, to worship my Maker the maker of heaven and earth, the creator of all things. My soul thirsts to magnify the one who is the hope of the nations, the hope of all the, the world. My soul thirsts to give you praise this morning. Father, thank you. Thank you for the privilege to call you Father, thank you for the privilege to call you my King and my God. Thank you for the privilege to worship you. Thank you for every special gift in our life. For the gift of masses this morning we say thank you. For the gift of your grace, this morning we say thank you. For the gift of Jesus, this morning we say thank you. For the gift of the Holy Spirit, this morning we say thank you. For the gift of life, this morning we say thank you. For the gift of a family this morning we say thank you for the gift of provisions of various blessings this morning we say thank you receive all the praise O god in the mighty name of jesus lord as we spend this time again in your presence reading we ask lord teach us once again help us to learn in your presence and cause your name to be glorified in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy A.N.E.K. We continue our study, yes, our study and reading of the book of Matthew. I want to say a big thank you once again to everyone who spends takes out time every day to read your bible i remember as a young believer i was told read your bible pray every day pray every day i'm telling you is the key it is the key to growing as a christian i pray you will grow in your faith in the mighty name of jesus yesterday we stopped on matthew chapter 21 yeah they were questioning the authority of Jesus We stopped on verse 27 And today we continue from there And then we take Matthew chapter 22 and 23 um, I can tell you that uh, before the week is over We would have finished the book of Matthew And then we will move on to uh, to Mark I'm telling you, very interesting reading the Bible um, Next, Jesus shares on on two very very important parables the first one is the parable of the two sons 20 verse 28 but what do you think about this a man with two sons told the older boy son go out and walk in the in the vineyard today the son answered no i won't go but later he changed his mind and went anyway then the, Lord, then, then the father told the other son, You go, you go. And he said, Yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. Which of the two sons, two, obeyed his father? They replied, The first. The first, because it's obvious, right? <laughs> People should be judged not just by what they say, but by their actions. If couples will learn this, I'm telling you, your home will be blessed and you will have less stress. People should be judged by their actions and not just their words. If the father was judging based on words alone, then he would have said the, the second was the one who obeyed him. The one who said, yes, sir, yes, sir, I will, I will, I will go. But he didn't. In other words, judge people by their action. Then Jesus explained his meaning. I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. Because they were serving God with only their mouth. Eh? These Pharisees. They had turned everything upside down and were, were only serving God with just their mouth. So Jesus tells them, yeah, corrupt Tax collectors, these ones that you are looking down on and prostitutes, they will get into the kingdom of God before you. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him. While tax collectors and prostitutes did, and even when you saw this happening, you refused to you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. They were jealous of John. Even though John the Baptist did not do a single miracle, all John did was to baptize and to preach, the kingdom of God is coming, and then someone else is coming, coming after me. Okay, that was all John preached. Instead of them coming to be baptized, coming to change their ways, because those who were being baptized, baptism was a symbol. That they were changing from their their old ways. Okay, So they were having a change of art. So when Jesus said that the tax collectors and the prostitutes went to John to be baptized, it meant that those ones were changing their ways. In other words, they will enter the kingdom before these people. But you read the accounts, what Matthew told us. They came to watch John baptize the Pharisees. They didn't come to be baptized. They came to watch him. And, of course, they were only serving God with their mouths. Hallelujah. Next, we go to the parable of the evil farmers. Now, listen from verse 33. Listen to another story. I start. Remember, I said a parable is simply a story. And I'm telling you, I, for example, I enjoy, I understand the scripture better when it is given to me or explained with stories. Okay? See, a certain landowner uh, planted a vineyard built a wall around it dug a pit for for pressing out the grape juice and built a look built a lookout store then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country at the time of the grape harvest he sent his servants to collect his share collect his share of the crop but the farmers grabbed they grabbed grabbed his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. So the landowner sent a larger group of his servants to collect for him. But the results were the same. Finally, the owner sent his son, thinking, Surely they will, they will respect my son. But when the tenant farmer saw his son coming, they said to one another, Here comes the heir to this estate. Come, come on, let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him and dragged him out of the vineyard and murdered him. When the owner of the of the vineyard returns, Jesus asked, What do you think he will do to those farmers? Is the Pharisees that will give him the hair because they didn't realize that he was talking about them, the religious leaders replied, "If we put the wicked, the wicked men, to a horrible death, and lease the vineyard to others, who will give him his share of the crop after each harvest?" <laughs> then Jesus asked them, "Didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? <laughs> the stone that the builders rejected, has become it has become the cornerstone." This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful in our sight. Psalm 118, verse 22 and 23. The stone that the builders rejected. In other words, the Jesus that they were rejecting. They were the farmers. He hmm. says, this is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruits. So you see now? Eventually, of course, when Jesus resurrected, it was taken from from the Jewish nation and given to the Gentile the Gentiles. And today the Gentiles will enter the kingdom. They will enter the kingdom before them. He says we give it to, a, to another to a nation that will produce the proper fruits. Anyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone it falls on. Hmm. When the leading Pharisees, the leading priests and Pharisees had this parable, they realized he was telling the story against them. <laughs> they didn't realize at the beginning, but now they knew. He says they were the wicked farmers. They wanted to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowds who considered Jesus to be a prophet. Okay, so don't try it. <laughs> Alright, so let's continue the parables. Continue parable uh, Matthew chapter 22. This one is the parable of the great feast. Big lessons in this one. Jesus also told them other parables. He said, The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. Yes, that is what all of us going to heaven is all about. It is God preparing a great wedding feast for his son. Remember the the marriage of the lamb, the marriage feast of the lamb, right? That happens when we read the book of Revelation. That happens before Jesus comes for his second coming. That is what Jesus is describing here. Since when the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to notify those who were invited. But they all refused to come, the Jewish nation. They refused to come. So he sent other servants to them. The feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened cattle have been killed, and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. You will see the way Luke will tell the story. <laughs> very, very sweet. Wait, let let me just, let me keep that one as, uh, as a secret. When we get there, you will see, you will laugh. Others seized his messengers and insulted and killed them. Hmm. The king was furious and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. The persecution that Israel will go through before, before Jesus' second coming that is that verse 7. The king was furious and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their towns. And he said to his servant, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy, worthy of the honor. Now go out to the street corner and invite everyone you see. The Gentile nation, everyone you see. Ten, so the servant brought in everyone. They brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. Whether they were good, whether they were bad, they all came. But when the king, listen listen to the morality of the story. But when the king came in to meet the guests he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? Even though you were invited, though, it's not enough. You have to be here with wedding clothes. And you know that wedding clothes is like our garments, right? A hair. It is the garment of righteousness. The righteousness, the garment that only Jesus can give you. How did you get in here? That's how Matthew would put it. That is how Luke will put it. How did you get in here? <laughs> he says, Let me read it again, verse 12. Friend, he asked, How is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. No reply. Then the king said to him, AIDS, said to his aides, Bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called but few are chosen. This parable is a bit confusing. In fact, someone has asked me a question on this parable before. That he does not understand. If the wedding banquet is full, only one person was thrown out. So how can Jesus say that for many are called, few are chosen? Obviously, the the many made it. Okay? It doesn't mean chosen to be thrown into outer darkness. No. He is talking about the majority that were initially called that refused to honor. But only a few were then chosen among those. When you compare to the, the crowds that was that it was prepared for, to those who, who first received, will receive it, only the few. Okay? So, that's one. Number two, it is not enough to just hear the invitation and come. You have to have your clothes on. It is the garment of righteousness that Jesus gives us. Okay? You must have your garments on. You must have your garment on. It also tells me that there were there are going to be those in heaven. Yes, those in heaven, they will get there and they will suffer loss. They will suffer loss. They will suffer loss. Remember that even our own works will be judged, our works will be tested. To it will be passed through fire. And I pray oh, that you you will not suffer any loss in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go on. Taxes for Caesar, we have a long way to go today. Then the Pharisees met together to plot how to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. They sent some of their disciples along with the supporters of Herod to meet with him. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. When people address you like this, you know uh-huh, they have something up their sleeves. We know how honest you are when they start giving praise, praising you okay besides singing your praise be careful <laughs> we we know how honest you are you teach the word of god truthfully you are impartial and don't play favorites now tell us what you think about this is it right to pay taxes to caesar or not <clears> Hmm. <throat> you know there's no right answer if he says don't pay they will go and report him to the roman government that ah somebody is helping you is your throne um your 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 your, your ren realm and leadership here uh he does not want you to to make any money from this place to collect taxes he's telling the people not to collect taxes the roman government will kill them if he told them to pay they will say that why is he submitting to he says he's the son of god why is he submitting to to a, a foreign authority Verse 18, but Jesus knew their evil, evil motives. <laughs> you hypocrites. He said, Why are you trying to trap me? <laughs> you know, that was you are, you are not good enough. You are not smart enough. Go and come back uh, with another one. Here, show me the coin used for the tax. You know, that was tax belonged to a particular realm. When they handed him a Roman coin, he asked whose picture and title are stamped on it caesars they replied in other words god is not interested in the coin give to caesars let me read there verse 21 caesars they replied well then he said give to caesar what belongs to caesar and give to god what belongs to god what belongs to god people (laughs) that's what god cares about the life of people (laughs) give to god what belongs to god is reply amidst them And they went away. Eh? They went away straight. Then if they give you that kind of response, you will run. They went away. Next discussion about resurrection. That same day, Jesus was approached by some Sadducees. Because he's silencing them one by one. He was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders, who said there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question, teacher. Moses said, If a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on the brother's name. Okay? Yes, Moses gave them this law. But the purpose of the law is not to bind the people. Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 5 and 6. The purpose of the law is not to bind the people. It is so that the name of this man, okay, will not perish in the nation of Israel. But even that... When, whenever this happened in the nation of G- Jesus, Zelophiad, for example, his name continued through his daughters. Okay, so uh, the purpose of this this law was not was not to make anything complex. Okay, but look at what the Sadducees will make out of this. Well, verse twenty-five. Suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children. So his brother married the widow. I don't know whether this is ever possible. <laughs> Because I'm sure that when it gets to number three, they will refuse to marry her. (laughs) The oldest one married and then died without children. So his brother married the widow. Verse 26. But the second brother also died. And the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them. I don't think this could ever have happened practically. They were just just trying to to, to twist and, and confuse Jesus. 27. Last of all, The woman also died. seven of them have died. The woman also died. 28. So tell us, tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. You don't know two things. You don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. If I had time, we would have explained this. But let's go on. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. In other words, there will not be any reason to count whether uh, one person is the first first husband or second husband or third husband. Okay? They will all rise, and they will be like the angels, brothers and sisters in heaven. But now, as to whether there will be a res- there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you? Ever read about this in the scriptures long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died? God said, I am the God when God, when God met, met, met Moses at the burning bush, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Exodus chapter 3, verse 6. So, He is the God of the living and not the dead. God should have told Moses. I was the God of Abraham. I was the God of Isaac. In other words, Abraham is still alive in God's eyes. As God is speaking, they are alive. Isaac, Jacob, in God's eyes, they are alive. He is the God of the living, not the dead. When the crowd heard him, they were outstounded. They were outstounded at his teaching. Next, let's go to the most important commandment. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Okay, they were telling him because it's a trap, really. If he told them thou shalt not kill, they they would point to another one. If he told them thou shalt not steal, they will point to another one. So Jesus thus tells them the encompassment of of all the law, what every single law is about. Jesus replied, verse 37, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Sincerely, if you read the Old Testament, that is what the old law was about. But they will make it into, into shackles for binding people. I'm telling you, loving God became, became a burden if you didn't bring a cow. Eh? It's those who have the, the more cows and, and blood to offer. They were the ones that was going to enter the kingdom. So you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the entire law and all the demands of the prophet are based, they are based on, on this, on this two. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18. They are based on these two commandments. Settled. Okay. So there's no need for you to be bothering. That shall not kill. That shall not steal. That shall not be a false witness against your neighbor. That shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Just love God. If you love God, you will not take his name in vain. If you love your neighbor, you will not covet your neighbor's properties. Hallelujah! Now, next, whose son is the Messiah? Then, surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. Since they have been the one asking, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? Obviously, they They replied, he is the son of David. Jesus responded, then why does David, speaking under the influence, the inspiration of the Spirit, call the Messiah, my Lord? For David said, the Lord, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath beneath your feet. Psalm one ten verse 1. Since David called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? <laughs> Should be you people who have been, having, you have been asking trick question? Answer now. How can the Messiah, how can, since David called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? They can answer. <laughs> no one could answer him, and after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. You sure you see the secret on how to silence people, right? <laughs> Jesus silenced them, but Jesus is the Son of David because he comes through the line, through the line of David. That's how he's called the Son of David. It doesn't mean that he is subordinate or or is. Or David is greater than he. Okay, he created David himself. He is the word of God, creator of all things. Alright, so let's go to Matthew chapter 23. Jesus criticizes, Jesus criticizes the religious leaders. Matthew chapter 23 as 39, 39 verses. So let's see whether we can finish this. Finish this. Then Jesus said to the crowd, to the crowds and to his disciples. The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you. But don't follow their example. Remember remember what I said. (laughs) It is what people do eh? that is more important. Not what they are saying with their mouths. Most people will say the right things with their mouths. But their actions will be different jesus says so practice and obey whatever they tell you but don't follow their examples for they don't practice what they preach did you see that they don't practice what they preach they crush people with unbearable religious demand and never lift as a finger to ease the burden everything they they do is for show. did you see that everything they do is for show. They don't follow the law, simple as that. On their arms they wear extra extra wide wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside, and they wear robes with extra long tassels. Uh, and they love to sit at the head table at banquets and in the seats of honor in the synagogues. They love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplace places and to be called rabbi. Hmm. Don't let anyone call you rabbi. Jesus says, For you have only one teacher, and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters. Did you hear that? All of us are equals as brothers and sisters. And don't address anyone here on earth as father. For only God in heaven is your father. Capital letter F. Father, my creator. Uh, The one who who, who produced me. Only God deserves that title only God it says for only God for only God in heaven is your father and don't let anyone call you teacher for you have only one teacher the Messiah the greatest among you must be a servant but those who exalt themselves will be those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted okay James we go on to to speak from this verse those who humble themselves will be exalted so humble yourself Under the mighty hand of God. And God will exalt you. Eh? You do that one. God will definitely lift you up. Thirteen. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law. And you Pharisees. Hypocrites. For you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourself. And you don't let others enter either. Hi. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law. And you Pharisees. Hypocrites. Hypocrites. For you grow, you cross land and sea to make one convert, and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell. You yourself, are blind guys. I mean, I'm telling you, harsh words. Jesus is using for them, blind guys. What sorrow awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by by God's temple, but that it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. Can you imagine? You see how they have turned the word of God upside down. In other words, the gold was greater than the temple. (laughs) If you swear by the temple, you can still break your vows. But if you swear by the gold of the temple that, Ah, I swear I will do this for the priest next year. I will bring this this money. That one is binding. You see how they've turned everything upside down. Yes. He says, but that that it is binding to swear by the gold of the temple. Verse 17, blind fools, which is more important, the gold of the temple that makes the gold sacred. And you say that to swear by the altar is nothing, but to swear by the gift on the altar is binding. Hey, this is where they brought out the the, the Korban, where if you swear, okay, that if you make a vow, that you want you will give something to the priest okay you don't have to take care of your parents just bring the money to the priest you see these people turning the word of god upside down and you see that to swear by the altar is not binding but to swear by the gift on the altar is binding how blind for which is more important the gift on the altar or the altar that makes the gift sacred when you swear by the altar you are swearing By it and by everything on it. The one that stands on that altar, you are swearing by him also. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and by God who lives in it. And when you swear by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by him who sits on the throne. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe Even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law justice, mercy, and faith. They are the more important part of the law justice, mercy, and faith. Jesus says you should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. So, Jesus does not say we should not (laughs) tithe. For those who are going around running their mouths, Jesus did not say we should not tithe. Jesus says you should tithe, yes. But don't ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and love. But do not neglect the more important things. Blind guys, you strain your water. Uh, you st- strain your water so you don't accidentally swallow an act. But you swallow a camel. <laughs> what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law. And you Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dishes. But inside you are filled, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees. First, wash the inside of the cup and the dish. And then the outside will become clean. It will become clean. If the inside is clean. Eh? If it is people... People, if the inside is clean, it is only a matter of time. The outside will become clean too. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs. Beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like, like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Wow, what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build tombs for the prophets and your answer for you build tombs for the, for, the, for the prophets your ancestors killed and you decorate the monuments of the godly people your ancestors destroyed then you say if we had lived in the days of our ancestors we would never have joined them in killing the prophets hey <laughs> <laughs> these guys but in saying that you testify and listen. you testify against yourself that you are indeed the descendants of those who murdered the prophets Go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. In other words, I know that eventually, of course, he has already predicted his death. They will eventually kill him. him. Go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. Verse 32, 33. Now, snakes, sons of of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of hell? Hey, says therefore I am sending you prophets and wise men and and teachers of religious law, but you will kill some by crucifixion. And you will flog others with whips in your synagogues, chasing them from city to city. As a result, you will be held responsible for the murder of all godly people of all of held responsible for the mother of all godly people of all time, from the mother of the righteous of the righteous Abel to the mother of Zachariah, son of Berechiah, whom you killed in the temple, because uh, between the, the sanctuary and the altar. I tell you the truth, this judgment will fall on this very generation. Let's see if we can finish it. Yes, we can. We can. Jesus grieves over Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messenger. How often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects our cheeks beneath our wings. But you won't let me And now, look, your house is abandoned and desolate. Israel, listen, your house is abandoned and desolate. For I tell you this, you will never, never see me again until you say, Blessings on him who comes in the name of the Lord. Until you say, Beru Kabah, Beshem Adonai, Psalm 118, verse 26. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So wonderful readings for us today. I want you to meditate on this truth and ask the Lord to open your understanding. Jesus criticized the Pharisees because they were pretenders. Lord, help us not to be pretenders. Help us to be doers of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we will not lead us others into the kingdom and then miss it. Lord, help us to make it on that day in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Alright, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.